0: love God and to love people and um, he loves you guys he loves the church Um, so we just pray Holy Spirit that you pour out your words over Shami today with the spirit of wisdom and revelation and we bless him Mm. as a son of God and that he would speak your heart over your church today bless him would you give it up for Shami thank you (laughs) wow I I got my own pulpit (laughs) Happy Father's Day. I do have my own cheer, Scott. Thank you. Uh, Happy Father's Day to all the fathers Uh, and those online you probably got to sleep in and unlike us that had to come early. Come into church. Um, Awesome. Well, Pastor Larry's been leading us on um, a series on consecration. And because this is Father's Day, this is going to be a standalone message um, Kevin asked me are the kids going to stay and I said I don't know any big words anyway so they, they're welcome to stay in if they want um, I wanted to talk about how good our father is and I titled the sermon Our Good Father because I want to talk about our heavenly father and what, what he, he means to Us as Christians. Because it's really important to have a perspective of how good he is. Because it defines and affects the way we respond to everything that life throws at us. Because if we lose that, we are a different person to what he intended us to be. So why? Why was it? When I say it's really important, right from the start, in the Garden of Eden, there's a story, or, or, or an account where Satan comes and speaks to Eve. If you, I'm going to turn to Genesis chapter three, and I'll just read a few verses probably first six verses the serpent was the shrewdest of all wild animals the Lord had made one day he asked the woman did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees nice questioning did your good father say that Of course, we may eat the fruit from the trees of the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden we're not allowed to eat. God said, You must not eat or even touch it. God never said, Don't touch it. She just added that. If you do, you will die. The serpent replied, You won't die. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you'll be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw the tree was beautiful, and the fruit looked delicious. Now, nothing had changed about the fruit. Nothing had changed about her eyes, her ability to see the fruit. What had changed is her perspective of what the instruction God gave. God said, she's saying, God is withholding something from me. And that's why he said that. But that's not the truth. We have a good father. We have a good father. And God, as a good father, was protecting his daughter, protecting his son. And Satan twisted that. Like I said before, what she did, what her actions were, were because she was convinced of something. So it affected how she did something, how she behaved. And that is the same for us. If we feel unloved, we act differently. If we feel secure, we act differently to if we feel insecure. Now, I I like... I like to watch like athletes and their stories. I watched this um, boxer, Mike Tyson. He was the world's heavyweight champion of the world for many years. But he was more than that. Some would say it's between him and Muhammad Ali that were one of the greatest fighters ever. Now, when Muhammad Ali was asked, would you get in the ring with Mike Tyson? No way. Mike Tyson, at his peak, was a real ferocious beast. I, you saw him, like, you couldn't predict what that guy was gonna do. He was, he was so angry and so ferocious in the ring. Very few fighters got past the first round. The first round, you see in the interviews there is a level of fear when talking about Mike Tyson. But when you ask Mike Tyson, you know, what was your mindset there? He said there was never a time in his life that he felt secure. Now, How can someone who is so well-trained, Kos Amato was one of the greatest boxing technical trainers and psychological trainers, prepared Michael, uh, Mike Tyson to just take on any challenge without fear. And you could see that in the ring. But in his heart, the things that had happened to him as a child had positioned him to never feel secure. This, if you look at him, He had no reason to feel insecure. Everyone around him was not secure. But he didn't have any reason. But the world had affected the way he, he, his perspective of himself. And it affected everything he did. He was out of control because he'd lost that. His hope had been hurt. The world gives us so many opportunities to fight against what God had told us about the truth that he's a good father. Every day it's a challenge. And it's subtle at times. Did God really say that? Is God really your good father? We as Christians, once we made a decision, I'm reading this book that... CJ forced me to read, but I really appreciate it because it's changed my perspective on so many things. It's called Awaken to Righteousness, and it is such a powerful perspective of what Jesus has done. The work of the cross in positioning us to be able to have the freedom to actually live a life where we can awaken to righteousness, meaning we can live, we have a position, there's a great story, and I think it brings out this truth. A chicken, deep desire within him to be an eagle. Okay, that's his dream. And one day he finds a letter that says, You can be an eagle, just pray to God. And so he prays to God, and that night the lightning hat strikes, and the chicken becomes an eagle the next day because he had got so used to being an eagle uh, a chicken he didn't realize that he didn't have to peck peck the ground so as an eagle he's doing all the things he did as a chicken a majestic eagle comes by flies down and says, what a strange thing. This chicken, uh, this beautiful eagle in a chicken coop, what's it doing? That's not what it's designed to do. And so he asks the chicken, uh, the, the eagle now, I should say, what are you doing? Why are you behaving like a chicken? And the eagle goes, I am a chicken. And the eagle that's on a tree laughs and flies away. Follow me, it says. And so the chicken that is now an eagle spreads its wings and discovers what the miracle that this chicken has been born again into an eagle and realizes that as he flaps its wings with faith, he lifts up and starts to be the eagle that God had transformed it to be. We live as though we are still in sin. We live as though we have a sin nature in us. We don't. God has removed that. When we were crucified on the cross, and I say when we were crucified, because when Jesus was crucified, we were crucified. When our sin nature was removed... We don't need to live like a chicken anymore. We do not realize the truth in this. And it is often even said sometimes, sinner saved by grace. That's not who we are. We're not sinners anymore. And we get fooled into thinking that we are sinners. And it's, it's only that God's grace No. God has removed that. We, are, we have the righteousness of Christ within us. We do not need to walk with that mindset. And that mindset is key. Because if you have the mindset that you're still the same as you were and it's over time, no. Jesus, when he came and died for us, It's finished. It's a finished work. When he comes back the second time, he's not going to forgive sin again. It's done. He's not going to remove sin nature again. Nothing more to be done. We are whole. We are made in the likeness of Christ. We can walk in the victory that he's given us. It is so important that our good father did that. And the world says the opposite you know my my main scripture that I'd like to do focus on is in 1st Peter chapter 1 and I'll read from verse 1 and just verse 1 and 2 the letter is from Peter apostle of Jesus I'm writing to God's chosen people living as foreigners in I'm probably going to mispronounce the words, all these these provinces, Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia. This is the hard one. Bithynia. God the Father these are the words that I really want to focus on. This verse. God the Father knew you, chose you long ago and the Spirit has made you holy. Some versions say foreknowledge, fancy word. Some versions say predestined. This this word foreknowledge and predest predestined, it, it's not a technical word. It's a word that has a great amount of emotion attached to it. Now, what do I mean that by that? So. Let's say, in America, Asia, all the continents, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people in Asia. There's a lot of people in Africa. There's a lot of people in Europe. I know that. I know that. But I know my children on a much greater level. It's not a technical knowledge of them. I know what they like. I know what they don't like. I call them, my, young, my youngest is Isaac. I call him my Zaki boy because it's a language of love. The last couple of weeks I've been singing, I love you, my Zaki boy, and then he'll sing back to me, I love you, my daddy, and it's so wonderful that I've, I can hear that because it makes me feel... If, good too, it makes me feel loved and he feels loved different ways I do that for all my children I call my pet names for all of them my Jaja, my Gigi, girl but there are times where they cannot hear that I love them, I'm saying the same thing I'm singing over them. I'm singing over that. I love them. I love you. But they can't hear it. They can't receive that. And I have to do something to get them to a place where they actually, it it gets into them. And unfortunately, when our good father sings over you, I love you. I love you. I love you, my child. The world has hurt us. And we can't receive that. Amen. And we have to fight and do something to position us. Worship is a powerful tool. Worship is the the two main tools or three main tools is prayer, worship, and reading His Word. So important to change the way. We think of ourselves. We often think we do not deserve the love of such a good father. We lose sight of the intensity of love. Now, I try to be a good father. But I have a capacity. I get things wrong. When you try and define a, a heavenly father, there's no capacity. There is no grade. He's pure love. There's no resource that He doesn't have. There's limited resources here. No limitation of resources from our Heavenly Father. No capacity to not love us from our Heavenly Father. The restrictions, sometimes, as, as it is with our children, where they can't receive that, And as a good father, he often needs to do things for us. But as his children, we have to also do certain things. Because as I said before, when I sing, I love you, my Zachy boy, and he sings it back to me, I love you, my daddy, it does so much for me. And we need to reciprocate the love that we have for our father as well. But we can't do that. Unless we position our hearts in a place that we can receive His love first. He loved first so that we might love. It's so important to understand His love and keep that as a perspective. Understand our position of what God has done on the cross, what Jesus has done on the cross, where it positions us. That word, foreknowledge, also, and I talked about resources, it encompasses the deep desire to bless. You know, some parents, before the baby is born, you plan things. You get a few things. That's what God did. He already planned so many good things for us even before we were born because he's better, a better father than any of us or better parent that could, like we could be. This, I'm giving you a perspective of how good he is. When Eve mucked up, because it affected how she thought, affected her actions, right? Our good Father didn't just leave her there. She made a mistake. He sent His best, His very best, in the form of Jesus, our Savior, to come. Because He's a good Father. He redeems His children. He's forgiving. Nothing you can do can stop his love. He forgives and has forgiven you from the start, even before you do anything. He's a father that knows what you need, even sometimes withholding things from us, even if we think we know better. He withholds certain things because it is good for us. And he's a good father. If we keep that perspective, his intent of every word in the text here, every word in the Bible is from a good intent. Everything that transpires from, which is from the father is with good intent. His desire for us starts from good intentions nothing to withhold but bear in mind there is a battle there is a battle that Satan will fight you every day to change your perspective on that and we have to be clever we have to take ownership of this that there is a battle here the truth is always being twisted just slightly just slightly I know today's Father's Day, so I'm not going to do a long sermon. I want to land on this. There is the communion element elements are here. I want us to do something today. Oh, and Pastor Larry, by the way, wanted me to share with you. He's not here today because he's got an opportunity to go. And speak at a um, an outreach where they share the gospel out in the community, which is a fantastic opportunity. You know, I've been putting up all the things that God has been doing because it's so important. This thing that we have, the gift that God has given us, is not for us. It's for us to share. Nothing he, nothing he gives us is just for us. Everything he's given us is for his children, his family, those that don't know him. And we lose sight of that as well. When you come and you are, I want you to do something, it's a physical thing. You are going to come forward, but you're accepting his love. And all the barriers that we, we put intentionally, unintentionally, you're going to make a physical s- stance there that I am going to accept the love that God has given us, Amen. that lavished on us, given us freely, that's provided without any restraints. And we have no right to restrain His love. We don't have that right. When he gave us free choice, because pure, true love is free. He gave that knowing that most people wouldn't love him back. Do you realize that? Most people that he created, but he did it anyway. He did it anyway because he's a good father. He knew he was not going to get a return. The love that he's lavished on us. But he's good. His intent is always good. So I invite you now to make a step and actually let's pray first before you do this. Heavenly Father, I pray, Lord, on Father's Day that we would have a perspective that he's that you are a good father we will not lose sight of that what how it positions us and what you've done for us on the cross we thank you that Jesus came Jesus came so that we can have two choices choice one be in a place where God's presence is and Jesus is the bridge to that place and if we don't believe in Jesus there is another place which is outside of his presence when we leave this earth and all of us are going to leave this earth so if you are online or if you're in the house and you haven't made that decision to follow Jesus, to believe in the, the finished work of the cross, to accept the love of the Father. Do something, whatever it is. Raise your hand. Put on the comments. I want to make this decision. If you're online, we will leave a way of contacting you. For those of us in the house now, Make your way forward but be mindful of what you're doing what you're doing here is accepting the love of the father Amen Thank you, Jesus.